Welcome to The Bright-Eyed, a podcast dedicated toward empowering teens to make a difference. Each week, I interview inspiring teens from all over the world to help share their story and talk about important global issues. Tune in to start your week feeling a little more inspired and empowered to make a change. We are more than capable of changing our world for the better. Let's see who's rising to the occasion. I'm your host, Daisy No, and this is The Bright-Eyed. Hello there and welcome to The Bright-Eyed. I have two guests here with me today who are both high school seniors at the Orange County School of the Arts, as well as co-founders of Intertwined, an initiative that strives to connect senior citizens by strengthening new and existing friendships. To let you get more familiar with all the voices that are going to be in this episode, if you're tuning in on the podcast platform, um, I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi guys, my name is Caitlin Joe. Um, in addition to Intertwined, I also run the Korean American Young Leaders. And a fun fact, I used to be in a teen rock band called TI-85. So I played the electric cello because that's what I do at my school, the Orange County School of the Arts. And, but I also sang. So that was a really fun way for me to express myself through a different form of music besides classical. And in my free time, I like to play Roblox with my friends and hang out with my family doing escape rooms and playing board games. Hi, I'm Aiden. And as you've heard, I'm a current senior at the Orange County School of the Arts. I'm a student studying their um, violin and I've been classically trained in violin since second grade. Outside of school, I love being a creative person. I like to dabble in all mediums, but I especially loved in watercolor and painting. Um, and you guys were, so you guys are both co-running an initiative, which we will get to in a little bit. Um, I want to know the story of how you guys met, because it seems like you guys are friends before you even started this project together. Um, so at school, we're in the same conservatory, the Instrumental Music Strings and Orchestra. So I've, I've like known Caitlin since freshman year, and we're both new at the school. So I feel like it was like, it's always nice to see someone who's like new to the school too, as well as you. So we kind of like bonded through that. And the summer in freshman year, we both volunteered at OSHA for their um, CSR summer program. So we were both office TAs there. So we spent literally a whole summer just being in the office together for like a whole day, every single day. So that was like a really nice way to get to know Caitlin more personally outside of school too. Yeah, I definitely remember that. It was really fun because there were only like three, four TAs. So it's a very tight-knit group. We spent a lot of time with each other. But I also think that Aiden and I bonded through the Dragon Kim Foundation. And I'm sure we're going to get to talk about them um, later on through Daisy's questions. Everyone, uh, yeah, the Dragon Kim Foundation, they had a music program and Aiden told me about that. And so that's how we kind of met and uh, became closer friends. And then we had the project intertwined. Right. That's awesome. And when you guys uh, started working together, because you guys um, were friends before that, um, how did you realize that your strengths and weaknesses complemented each other? Uh, and how does that dynamic work between the two of you? Um, personally, I really love Caitlin as my partner because I feel like we had strengths and weaknesses in different areas. So we kind of perfectly balanced each other out. I feel like Caitlin is very, very like good at the details, good with organizing all the logistical stuff. And it's just really nice to always like have like depend on someone who's reliable and just on top of things all the time. So I feel like that's a very like good quality of her. Um, personally, I think I'm more like good with just the communications, just talk, reaching out to people, just like talking about our project and just like 
like kind of just doing the more community side of it. And I feel like both of our both of our strengths really like come together to make this project a reality. So, yeah. Yeah, we actually, um, this is a question the Dragon Kim Foundation asked us in our interview uh, to see if we would get selected. And I think my response to that was um, Aiden, she actually does see the big picture more. Like Aiden mentioned, I think I focus more on the details and like the, the more practical aspects of and the logistics of running projects. And then Aiden is more of the like the dreamer. She can see the vision and keep the project um, and give us ideas that can make it expand further. Right. And you need both. I think especially with a project like this, I think those complement each other perfectly. And seeing like the end product, uh, I think it's really cool how those kind of strings came together. Um, I had no idea that that was an interview question. I, I, I It's just like something that, you know, was I, I'm always curious about when I interview co-founders, like how their kind of group dynamic works. Um, and so we, we've been kind of throwing the name around. I would love to learn more about it. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your initiative, Intertwined? Yeah, so Intertwine is created to like reconnect low-income senior citizens, especially after the pandemic. Um, we really wanted to focus on re-strengthening friendships and re-engaging like, seniors in like social engagements to especially improve their mental and physical health. We, um, I personally um, volunteered at a nursing home before the pandemic hit, and I just already, like from then, I like saw how it was kind of disconnected from society. There was really a lack of resources. I work, I volunteer at a, a marginalized community, senior home. So I saw it especially a distinct lack of resources there for them. So um, I know that was only worse after the pandemic. So I just really wanted to create a space for seniors, a safe space for seniors to just reconnect and just create new friendships again. And then, so um, I actually have like a personal story connected to this. So over the pandemic, um, I am actually half Korean, half Taiwanese. And so I have relatives in Taiwan and my, but my Korean side, they're in LA. So those are the only family members that I can really see often. And because there's like a language barrier, the only way I can uh, bond with my grandparents is by spending time with them. And so when the lockdown happened, that obviously wasn't really an option. Um, but uh, so I heard one day that my grandma was walking down the stairs and then she actually fell and she got a hairline fracture on her hip. And so when I heard that, I was really heartbroken because um, I couldn't be with her. And it was really saddening to hear that, you know, um, my grandmother, she had all this pain going on. And she said, actually, the first thing she said was, what am I going to tell my friends? And that in itself is just showing that she didn't Feel like she had a support network she could lean on and so i wanted to bring that to the senior citizen community and which is why um, intertwine is so heavily focused on establishing that personal bond between between a community of friends right and i think that's that's um really unique about this initiative in particular i know there's um other organizations who focus on activities um for seniors or like pairing them with like other volunteers like teen volunteers or um, adult volunteers um but I, I think what's unique about your guys's project was the fact that you were focused more on seniors and their own friends and their own circles and their own community. Um, I think that was a really distinctive part about your initiative that seemed to work really well. 
Um, and thank you so much for sharing your guys' personal uh, inspirations for starting this. I think it's really important to have that emotional investment when you're doing a project like this with all the hard work. Um, so what are, what are some things that you guys were able to do for the seniors in your community and the types of events that you've run? Um, just like running our project was uh, like, it was something like it was a completely different project in the beginning. And it just kind of like over time, over lots of like mistakes and just like learning, learning opportunities, it just turned into something like into what it is today. Um, in the beginning, we were kind of focused on the more tech aspect of like building friendships. We wanted to create a website for seniors to just connect. We thought it was uh, more easier for them, but we realized that, you know, after a whole year on lockdown, just like Zoom, all like just living their lives online, um, we realized that seniors just, they wanted to just keep that part of the life back in the past. They didn't want to do anything with technology. So um, we realized that and we just quickly changed gears. We uh, refocused the project to be like just in person, reconnecting seniors in person and just giving like, like organizing a space for them to come and just do activities together, just, and just like helping them helping them like um, build a life outside of the online community they were so part of for the past year. So um, I think one of the most fun things we've done was just like with Care Connections Network, we had like a little game where seniors just like wrote all the best and worst advice they've ever like heard. And I think it was such an interesting way for seniors to get to know each other. Like they're talking about the best advice they ever got to and like where they've heard it from and just like the funny stories that come along with their advice. And it was just nice hearing seniors that like, kind of open up about their life stories like that. And it was interesting for us and like the other like teen volunteers there too, just to hear all the stories they had. So I think that was one of our biggest hits. Yeah. And then one example that we got that stuck with me was it's kind of funny, but it says someone, a senior wrote down, like, the best advice they've ever received was shut up and listen, basically. And so um, it just stuff like that. And it really reveals like this sort of lively character seniors have that most people would think they, they don't possess. And so it's because um, Aiden and I have worked with kids with the Dragon Kid Music Program. So working with seniors, is like completely opposite. You would, you, that's what you would expect. But actually, seniors have just as much energy and spirit as you, you would find with little kids. And um, so even though like this, we found that seniors in technology didn't really mix as we had hoped in the beginning, we did manage to connect, I think Claremont and Irvine, this, those two cities together by using um, Zoom. So they got to meet someone outside of their community because that's what we wanted to do also, like strengthen the bonds within the community, but also kind of provide them the means to expand beyond that and um, meet people that they would otherwise never get the chance to meet. And so that was actually, Aiden and I were a little worried about that because, uh, you know, seniors ha are from a different generation where they didn't grow up with technology. And so, but we were there every step of the way. Aiden was at the Irvine location. I was at Claremont. We were running like the logistics, helping them with Zoom. And then they got to meet like sort of pen pal. And I think the seniors really enjoyed it, which was really amazing because we, <laughs> we weren't really expecting that in the beginning. Um, and you had mentioned, Caitlin, of with that language, uh, just kind of going back a little bit, uh, you mentioned that you felt a little bit of a disconnect with your grandparents for a language barrier purpose. And that's something that I can definitely relate to. I don't know, Aiden, if you feel the same way, um, but has working with seniors and kind of 
realizing that like, oh, these seniors have lived lives. They have so many different like personality traits and things that like, you know, we didn't realize that kind of generational gap alone. Has that kind of impacted your relationship with your grandparents and your perspective on that? Um, so personally, I have any immediate relatives in America. So all of my grandparents, they all live in Korea. So I've never really got to form that bond. Like, I like what Caitlin might have with her grandparents. I, I never really got to form that since, you know, we had like a whole ocean in between us. So, yeah. Um, so I think at first, like, it was always a little difficult not having just just having your immediate family here, like just my parents and no one else. But I feel like um, volunteering at the nursing home really kind of kind of um, bridged that gap between for me. Like I got to meet some of like amazing seniors there who actually like became some of my own grandparents. Like they were all super generous with the love they shared for me. And I think like spending my like weekends volunteering at the nursing home was like one of my favorites because I just got to see the same seniors every week. And, you know, they always had so much personality, so much spirit that it was just, um, it was always so fun going to them. And it never felt like the same every day. Like it was always something new to learn, like something like a funny story they had to share to me. It was just, it was really fun. And I really missed some of those times. Yeah, and then for me, um, yeah, definitely working with this many seniors through our project has uh, shifted my perspective on how I view my relationship with my grandparents because um, because of the language barrier, it, it was hard to communicate with them at times, right? So often we wouldn't really talk. We just do things together. It's more about actions and words. But then after, after running this project with Aiden, I realized that seniors lived a long life they had that which means they have so many stories to share so much wisdom to give and so i i'm putting in more effort now to talk to my grandparents more um and then like because my grandpa he actually was part of the south korean military because they have that requirement and so he had to move around the world and uh, <laughs> so i think if just asking him stories about that has brought us closer together and so yeah, that's definitely something I strive to do every day. Right. That's awesome. And for, for both of you, um, have you realized an impact on the seniors that you were interacting with? I know your goal was to foster friendships, but it sounds like you also played a major role in letting them share their stories with you and talking with you and sharing the uh, things that they've learned. Um, have you noticed a way that that's impacted them themselves? And um, if so, would you encourage others to try and do the same? I feel like seniors, if you just give them a space to talk, they just still love to share anything with you. Um, um, I feel like especially meeting new people, like I know if they've been like stuck in their little bubble with the same people, but I feel like giving them the opportunity to meet new people really helps them because they just um, have so many things to share. And especially like to all of our volunteers and to us, like they would just be constantly talking to us about their lives, their like the stories they had and like you can really see their personality shining through i think like it's i noticed this especially with seniors but they're they're like one of the most spirited people i've ever met um i know like as senior teenagers sometimes like we have our own insecurity sometimes we don't have like we don't know what we're doing in life we don't know like fully everything about ourselves but i feel like seniors they had a whole life to live and they like they're really secure in themselves they know who they are and i feel like just seeing them interact with others and just seeing them like just be who they are. Um, even if they like don't tell me specifically like advice on how to be like how to find yourself, I just think just seeing their actions really like help me to like realize, oh like I should become more stronger myself. Like their actions just really like 
um, it's just inspiring to see them act so spirited all the time. And I feel like um, just um, anyone who works with them, I know our, um, our volunteers, I feel like they were very like kind of shocked initially to see how much spirit they actually had. But I know they like really warmed up to them and they, they're like trading stories, trading jokes, and they like really became friends at the end of our session. So I feel like just um, whoever they can meet, like just, they just talk a lot and you just become friends with them. And I really enjoy seeing that happen. Yeah, um, we actually befriended and became kind of close to this senior named Faye because she was one of our original participants for our very first event. And so we, we got to speak with her one-on-one um, and she told us that intertwine gives her a reason, something to look forward to and something that helps her stay uh, not depressed and stuff like that. So just hearing what she thought about our project was really it was so heartwarming very wholesome to hear and i just feel like the seniors need more care and more attention than they have been receiving right now and that's what intertwine has been doing giving them the care and attention that they deserve and so i think this is definitely something that anyone can do i'm a lot of people have grandparents and or at least know someone who may be older and just stop taking like one minute out of their day five minutes ten minutes just to call even or just to say how are you doing um to check up on them would really brighten their day right that's amazing and i'm so glad you guys got that experience of hearing directly from someone that you were working with um how your project has impacted you i'm sure that was a major motivator in any future plans that you're currently thinking of and even during the process i know that's a huge deal um and yes i i I love everything that you were saying. So I hope listeners who are on the other end who are, you know, have now sparked interest in maybe calling your grandparents and asking for some stories or doing similar, like what Aiden was doing, volunteering, um, that you can, this is like your sign to do so. Um, and we we had mentioned and talked about Dragonkin Foundation and how that has helped you guys um, put this into action. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about what Dragonkin Foundation is and how they helped you put it into motion? So the Dragonkin Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused especially on teenagers and making an impact on their community. I feel like it's one of those nonprofit organizations that are so unique because they focus especially on teenagers and what like impact young people can bring bring to the world. Like they give us a chance, they give us a platform to like share our stories, our like our goals in life, our ambitions, and they really like listen to us and they like. Um, they try to take care of us and just give us the tools we need to do whatever we want to do. Um, I feel like they really prioritize um, just like the impact we can make and they really believe in us, which um, I really appreciated when we first started our project. You know, it's sometimes hard starting a project. You don't know like exactly what to do. You don't, you're kind of lost sometimes, but they know exactly how you feel. They, they like gave us a they gave us a mentor who was um, very experienced in the business field, and he like really helped us out. He um, gave us a bunch of advice. He came to all of our events, and he was just so supportive. Like he donated his time, his money, like everything he can provide to us, he gave to us. And like all the people part of the Dragon King Foundation, they all do that to us. They all do that for us. They they just do whatever they can to make our dreams a reality. And I think it's so. It's so sweet. It's so inspiring to see people who believe in us. Like that goes a long way, I feel like. Um, so 
we actually were part of the fellowship program. So we received $5,000 from them to kickstart our project. And we received a biz mentor, like I mentioned earlier, and just three training weekends. So we can just meet our cohort and get like trained in how to run a business, basically. So I think Caitlin can tell you more about that. Yeah, so they, um, Mr. and Mrs. Kim, they run the Dragon Chain Foundation, and it was actually founded in honor of their son who passed away when he was, I think, was it our age, Aiden? Fresh? Uh, no, no, freshman? Yeah, freshman year. Freshman. Yeah, and he was actually a student at our school as well, and so he went on a trip and, and then, but overnight, uh, while they were sleeping, a large tree branch fell on their tents. And sadly, they passed away. And so Mr. and Mrs. Kim wanted to keep his spirit alive, his passion for music, his passion for giving back to his community. And so that's how the Dragon Kim Foundation was started. And then, yes, the fellowship, um, that's a program that helped me and Aiden with Intertwine. They present us with the question, if money weren't an issue, what would you be doing to change your community? And so Aiden and I found that opportunity and thought it was the perfect chance to bring our our love for the senior community and help them. And so that's how we were awarded with a $5,000 grant. And we underwent training sessions because Mr. and Mrs. Kim have background in business. So although the dragging, uh, although our project intertwined is not a business, it's a nonprofit organization, uh, that definitely helped because they're very, very similar um, in how uh, a business in a nonprofit should be run. Uh, minus like, you know, the profiting parts, but, um, so it was very helpful. They're very, uh, all the Dragon King Foundation administration and those leaders are very insightful and they just had a huge emphasis on community and making sure everyone had the support they needed. That's awesome. And I think what you guys were saying, like finding someone who especially believes in like young people and their ability to change that that's a huge deal. And I think there's a lot of times where especially if you're trying to start something when you're young, that it's either imposter syndrome or people just underestimating you not taking you seriously. It happens all the time. And so I think when you were in that community of people who genuinely believed in your potential as leaders and especially your the potential of your project to impact other people and make the lives of these seniors so much better. I, I think that's really, really cool about this organization. And I'm so glad that you guys got that kind of support. Um, and so as, as we're kind of wrapping up, I was curious to see what you see in the future for Intertwined and how you guys want to move forward. Um, so right now we took like a little break because of college apps, <laughs> um, but hopefully um, I think Elena and I are going to talk about just running our project again for the summer or even like possibly expanding to our own colleges since we're going to be college freshmen next year. So like um, expanding it to our own campuses and the cities we live in, I feel like it's definitely a, a possible step in the future for us. Yes, yeah, so throughout this past year, we've been able to connect to uh, Care Connections Network, Grandma's House of Hope, uh, the, I think, Courier in Claremont and Meadows in Irvine. So we have a sort of support system, a network of part community partners that we could reach out to and that we plan to continue to work with in the future. I think also Aiden and I talked about in the past of connecting everyone, all of the seniors that we've worked with in our events together to consistently expand their network because we truly want them to find someone where they can, uh, they feel like they can share common interests and talk to them about 
those interests. And so that's our plans for the future as of now. We're we're going to continue this and we're going to expand further because this is what we feel like the seniors really need. That's amazing. And I'm so excited to watch that all unfurl. I have no doubt that you guys will be able to do that. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for the future of this uh, organization and what you guys are going to be able to do. Uh, thank you guys so much for talking with me. I, I had so much fun uh, getting to learn more about this uh organization that you guys have. I was a fan before, like when you guys first started out. And so finally being able to talk to you when you gone through that whole entire um, fellowship program and now expanding, uh, it's, it's been really cool kind of getting to know more behind the scenes and that process for you guys. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Daisy. Love talking to you. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and real quick before we head out, I would love to ask you one last question. So um, if the whole world was listening to you right now, what would you say? I would say um, don't underestimate your own potential to make a difference. Um, all you need is just someone to believe in you. And that someone could be yourself, honestly, too. Just um, just having that one person believe in you. And honestly, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you put your mind to it. And all you got to do is just start. That's the hardest part, just starting. So, yeah. I totally agree with Aiden. Um, the piece of advice that I would give to you listeners is take all the opportunities that come to you. They're there for a reason. They're right within reach. All you have to do is be brave enough to step up and take them. And then once you do, you'll find that it will make your life easier. You'll feel more fulfilled and you'll find your purpose in life if you have that sort of growth mindset. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a rating and review and follow or subscribe on the platform you're tuning in from. To see a video version of this episode and any other episode in season three, subscribe to the Bright Eyed Podcast on YouTube. For updates and more inspiring content, follow at the Bright Eyed Pod on Instagram. Tune in next week for another inspiring interview. And until then, I'll talk to you soon.